listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I want to rock right now. I'm rock based and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock a microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me. If you're contagious, girls, I'm a winner. No one a loser. The BNMC is what I choose. The ladies love me. Girls adore me. I meet even them ones that never saw me. Like the way that I rhyme at a show. Reason why, man, I, I don't know. know. So let's go. Hey. Hey. Welcome it's- to the Blackout Tips podcast with your host, Rod and karen and we're live on a tuesday is it what is it monday i don't know i feel like forgetting the days of the week i feel like it's a month you know what it's monday because love and hip-hop comes on uh it's a monday (laughs) and we are live and we have a very special guest who we have tried to connect with uh over the years to get her on the show and the time has just finally synced up she had to move to a whole nother coast for it to work out i know right but it worked out it's our girl hadia robinson from black ass podcast what's going on hadia hey y'all you know i had to throw in all the old school dances when i did that rap like (laughs) all the old school like come on even though i'm young you know (laughs) right right exactly (laughs) what up y'all not much man we're glad you can make it we are Um, it's been a long time in the making um so you know we've uh been following your exploits uh via social media and stuff and mm-hmm. um you know uh listen to your podcast black ass podcast yes. is a great show it is um and uh yeah we just wanted to have you on man first of all um can you like tell people like some like a little about yourself like how long you've been doing stand-up and all that stuff too um so i've been doing stand-up now it's 13 years now? It's way too long. Let's just say 10 years. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to get into So I've been doing comedy for over 10 years. Um, started in New York. Let me see. I've done Comic View twice. I've done, um, it was like Comic View, then like when they did a little one mic stand situation or whatever. No shit, I did it twice. Um, cause I did it with some more. They just didn't air that shit. I ripped it though. They're like, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I ripped it. Um, and now I started at New York. Now I'm out in LA. So I'm doing shows out here in LA and just kind of change the pace, change the weather, you know, just trying to live my best life, you know? What's the, uh, difference between like New York, LA, like for as far as like the culture and the scene and all that stuff? <sighs> LA, man. Ugh. You know, like, I don't want to be cliche because everybody be like, L.A. mad fake, but mm. it's pocket. You can, you got to find you a nice pocket of some black people that you really want to rock with. Like, I'm in South Central, so I, I'm already in the pocket. You know what I mean? But then you got your L.A. black people. You got your, like, when I say L.A., not the residents, but I'm talking about, like, the L.A. Hollywood black people and it is what it is you know it's just different in that way do you be seeing famous people out there and stuff i mean yeah but you know i'm not really one of those people that like, oh my. let me take that back i've had a couple of starstruck moments where i like low-key melted down mm. so i'm not gonna front i'm not gonna front but <laughs> they're out i see them about but i don't make it like if once you live in new york you've seen famous people so it's not like you go crazy it's just like all right do your thing get your tampon sis and keep pushing 
and, and then like but, as, as far as like comedy are you still like you know getting up and doing stand-up every day or or night or whatever like every so often uh i know in new york there's like they say there's like a ton of stand-up spots like to go if you want to just do like open mics and stuff is it similar in la i know it's a showbiz town but is it like a comedy town it's definitely not the same like new york is where you do comedy la is where you do comedy when you're not acting or you're doing it because you're showcasing to get into the acting you know what i'm saying Mm. um but like when you really trying to hone your skills, get your get your game up, it's definitely New York. So it's a little show here and there. I'm performing. I've performed maybe like uh maybe seven times a month now when I used to be like thirty to fifty times a month wow. in New York. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. then you gotta put the gas, you gotta get a uh you gotta get a drive you gotta drive everywhere too compared to like hopping on a train or whatever. So that's like another like hurdle. Yeah. Well, you know what? They got they got their little baby train system. I'm gonna okay. put that in. It's you know, it's like two cars compared to New York, but it it get around a little bit. It's better than getting stuck in the LA traffic. LA traffic can eat all the dick. So that's, <laughs> that's what everybody said. Everybody said terrible. <laughs> all of the dick. All of it. And speaking of all of the dick, um, you and. Yeah. You and Janelle James are like really tight, and we know Janelle. Uh, we mm-hmm. had her on the show before as well, and uh, you were in the classic episode two of her web series, Dick Detectives, uh, was the name of the episode. That's my show. Yeah, that was it. Was that was such a? It was so funny. We like played it for everybody in the audience. Like we cracked up. Um, so, like, how'd you meet Janelle? Because y'all like seem pretty tight. Yo, that's my homie right there. Like. Um, just on a humble. I think she, first of all, you gotta bear with me. I don't have memories no more. Cali weed, I done smoked all my memories, <laughs> like, from the last 20 years gone. So it's a wrap. <laughs> um, but I think she, first, I first met her. She came by a show I was doing, wanted to get up. I put her up. She was funny as hell. And then we just kind of connected. Just, especially being black women doing comedy, you gotta find your people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, black comedy black comedians and then it's black female comedians mm-hmm. so it's you got to find your crew you know um so we just hung out connected realized we are we we kind of think the same way and you know you just find your raggedy friend that, that person that meets your raggedy right mm-hmm. at the right level that's her yeah that like every once in a while you have to just like text that kind of person like girl did you see this you know because the one person you can say that like you can't say it on the internet nowhere mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. say it to none of the people that look up to you you can't say mm-hmm. it like you can only say it to that person because they like immediately get you and it's like same wavelength oh absolutely so much of our text messages bitch were like 17 <laughs> and it's already like I, I already know what it is i can be sleep i'll mess around wake up like telepathically she's sending me this message i look at my phone and i'm up four in the morning bitch what right. and we just go back and forth. right it's, it's amazing right shady as hell right yeah. <laughs> like the like the first reply is just yep i seen it i seen it too like but yeah that like, um, internet right now and i'll be like oh shit <laughs> if that three hour difference is real so mm-hmm. i'll be having to get up or 
yeah that's yeah how is that treating you because we were only we were out there for like a couple of days mm-hmm. on the west coast well we were in seattle and i remember that kicking my ass like i the first night that i was like so i guess i this must be jet lag i guess this is what they talk about because i want to get my ass oh. to sleep you know it, so yeah, like it, it was very uh different because i'm my, my i'm set on east coast time so i wake up at like you know six seven o'clock in the morning our time so i was looking my ass up like at three i looked at that clock i was like what the fuck is this why is it three i was like you better go back to sleep as you you know 12 o'clock you're gonna be passing out right no i you know what i'm an early riser i i just be up like ding so <laughs> it's i actually like being having that separate time i like my phone ringing my bad so I like the fact that, like, I have that extra time so I can be up while, while LA people still sleeping. I'm in my email, like, what up? What's coming up? What y'all got going on? You know, so it's just kind of keeping me in that New York grind mode because I'm keeping that, trying to keep that same hour. Is this your first time living outside of New York? Um, no. Okay. Well, yeah, wait, hold on. <laughs> I grew up in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> I went to college in Indiana, went straight to New York. So this is my first place to live after New York. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like like um yes. as a as like a, a adult that got bills and like responsibilities and all that oh, type yeah. of shit. That's my second city that I Okay. Been. Yeah. Without <laughs> yeah, like legit on my own where I might have to go prostitute to pay the rent. I didn't know but <laughs> that it was a fun. Right. You had to think it about was- it sometimes and get close to uh get close oh, to zero. Yeah you know nah. <laughs> I, I feel like everybody like, who, who granddaddy just got paid let me see <laughs> yeah i know um <laughs> for me that used to be um selling shit down at like the pawn shop or the record store mm-hmm. like I, I i feel bad for the kids now because like they don't really have um everything everything's digital. digital like you can't even sell your shit like if you in school and you broke like we used to go like to the to the record store and be like hey man what y'all trying to do with these columbia house cds we just that, stole that, that i got for a penny <laughs> like that was the hustle Seven CDs i got exactly yeah like, like let me get ten dollars yep. for these 70 cds because y'all gonna rip me off but now i could go to cc's pizza one time so but it's yeah and have change i feel like that that love but kids don't have that no more now like what you gonna no. here's my title subscription can i get <laughs> can i get some for this <laughs> now what about the podcast how how long you been doing black ass podcast oh man um so this is the third season of 20 i do 26 episodes per season i just kind of calculated that out and made it a thing so um but before it was black ass podcast it was what is this podcast and it's like 60 episodes of that so mm. Honestly, I haven't been paying attention. I just try to, I just try to put a podcast up and just, you know, my shit ain't structured, as I'm sure most people know. I just be on there talking shit for like an hour, getting my whole ass life, cussing out everybody I feel like I need to cuss out. And then I'm like, okay, bye, y'all, whatever, you know. 
now i I, I love your podcast i think it's beautiful because like um one what you're doing is incredibly hard to do because mm-hmm. one person talking for that long is like it's difficult and most people that do it are boring so they can't even like keep your attention for that long no they don't you know like uh I, like for a while i was just like oh man this is a solo show i don't listen to solo shows or unless they have like a ton of editing and like all the you know like they keep you interested because they like new segment boom boom like music all this shit well but you are able to like you just have such a good energy and good it's like very kinetic how you like flow from topic to topic and um like the 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 music breakdowns that you add just like the boom boom and just like moving out like it's like it's so it's so good man i like it really is impressive you're so funny and and then to be able to do it by yourself so you don't even have like another person in the room to be like oh yeah that's funny this is funny you know like because i've tried whenever i try to do something by myself i get in my head where i'm like this shit ain't even that funny (laughs) like nigga you think this shit funny but you're gonna put this out and everybody gonna be like what's wrong with this nigga you like you legitimately uh it's like the confidence and the personality and the wit and all that stuff is just it's so uh endearing it's i like i know we don't know each other but it feels like you we know you after the show it's like oh yeah hadia that's my girl like it's such a great show yeah and and i and and i think for me i like the way your mind ticks if that makes sense because like as you go it's like you're just saying whatever comes to your head like whatever comes to your head is kind of what comes out so i know that when I'm listening, I'm getting the true version of you at that time, you know, because it's recorded. And so right. it's one of those things where that was my connection, you know, uh, just, and, and like I said, I tell everybody, I am, um, when it comes to single person shows, I got about three or four, and yours is one of them that I actually listen to them doing solo shows. So like I just said, most people are very, very boring. Most people, they don't really understand how to move from topic to topic. A lot of times they're very monotone or reading from a script. They're not entertaining. But but I think I just love listening to you laugh at yourself. I love listening to you crack yourself up. like, And you can tell it, too, like as you're listening. So it's like me as an audience, I just feel like I'm picking up in a on the phone conversation that you're having with yourself in the room and nobody else knows you know you didn't even know i dropped in the room to listen to you right <laughs> you know what's so funny about me laughing at myself that's one of the things that i always am trying to not do but i legit crack myself up you know what i'm saying like so it's but i also have that thought in my head like relax bitch it's not that funny you know what i mean <laughs> and i don't want to be annoying so it's like I'm laughing. Sometimes I'll have to cut it and just let myself laugh and be like, okay, let me get back into it. Don't nobody want to hear 50 seconds of me dying laughing. Like, that shit is dumb, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes from just doing stand-up um, and just always being that kind of personality in my family. So I'll talk all day long. So did you so like and growing up did you grow up as like class clown funny person was it something like you developed later you know like when did you really realize like i have a talent at this and this is a lane i want to i want to operate in i i've always been funny like just a version of funny i've always been funny but 
class clown. My mom didn't play that. If my mom came to the school, you was getting fucked up. Like it was <laughs> straight like that. Like she was going to fuck you up. So I kept all my funny for like after school for basketball practice, stuff like that. Um but I legit was going to work in TV, like behind the scenes. I had no I really didn't see myself in front of the camera. So it wasn't until I tried comedy that I even felt like I could be in front of people and comedy really kind of brought me out of myself to, to speak in front of people, do big ass crowds and just, you know, and there are still times that I get like real quiet or to myself cause I get, um, I'm also introverted, which is weird, but it is what it is. Always funny y'all. Always funny. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, uh, it's weird cause like there's certain people when I'm around people I know and trust and stuff then I sometimes I can be really funny with them or one on one with people I'm pretty funny pretty engaging but yeah it's not like I don't feel like a need to like come into spaces and like take over it'd be like ha ha motherfuckers I'm the funniest person in this room <laughs> like I just like I like I'm totally fine playing the wall if I go if- alright so yeah that was the blackest moment in podcast and if you're listening to this on audio later you don't even know there's like a five minute break because our power went off and on and then uh we uh had to start recording again um so yeah and I, I know have- i was saying something about being introverted with my family but that was hours ago to us it's time to move on oh <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah we're uh and let me know if i need to invite you back on screen karen if it's still just okay, need to refresh you know all right um at any rate um so you were so how did you move the transition from like to stand up was it during college was it after college was it when you got to new york like when did you start oh, no, that with a whole ass adult with a with a real ass job i was working at mtv which is like you know for a young person coming out of college that's like where you want to be or whatever and i quit that job i started doing comedy i realized i loved it and i was like i can always go work for somebody I can always go back and you know what I mean? But it's only, it's only, you only got so much time to really pursue your dream. And I didn't want to be later on in life, like, damn, three kids on some bullshit, two divorces. And I'm like, what if I would have, you know? So I said, fuck it. Yeah. And, and then like, was it, have you seen stand up like change in the time that you've been in the game? Like how has, how has it changed if you feel like it is it's changed at all? Oh, it's changed a lot. A lot of a lot of stand up right now, not really stand up, but just the, the industry of comedy is so much about Instagram and social media. What are your followers? You know, um uh grand videos and shit like that. Like it's Instagram people doing stand up shows, but they not stand up comedians. So they're right. just trying to put com- stand up they're trying to put comedy in one fucking you know what I'm saying? Like anybody can do it. No, anybody can't do stand up. So when you get somebody who's made some funny shit on Instagram and put them in a room full of 5,000 people, they're going to bomb because they're not a stand up. Right. They that have- video was 15 seconds. That shit is not a stand up set. Right. You know what I mean? The, the thing about comedy, and I realized this, and maybe it's me and I'm old school, people don't respect comedy or comedians. And they don't respect the right. amount of work they don't respect them actually dealing with the general public you know and actually looking people in their faces as they say things and their reactions and you know a lot of you know because we talk to a lot of comedians and they talk about 
going to places and not getting paid, going to play, doing a lot of shows for free. How do people treat you bad and, you know, and all that type of stuff. And the thing is, what well, other thing that's interesting is so much of it seems to be about like the internet being able to go viral social media presence things of this nature but one that doesn't always mean you're gonna be funny Mm -mm. but then two it's it doesn't really work the other way around like the internet is its own place with its own rules so like you could fuck up on the internet and be just fine in real life like like on the internet you can't log in you can't say nothing because everybody like remember that time you said and and that so it's like the internet presence is dead but then like in real life you see motherfuckers and they out here living being in movies being rich right like so it's it's kind of funny that people look to the internet as like this is what should be telling us who to book who to give shows to and stuff because because like in real life people that spend money and go to comedy clubs people that watch stand-up specials uh people that watch tv shows it's not a hundred percent correlation with that whole internet vibe so this is wild no absolutely but here's the real thing and i think that you're right people don't respect comedy but it's also people don't respect the fact that comedy is an art form like to to get up craft jokes to do an hour set hell let me tell you something to do five minutes of quality fucking stand-up is a art form. You know what I mean? People want to get on stage, which I want to talk about. <laughs> what? You know, I didn't pay money to give you suggestions on what the fuck. Like, no. You're supposed to come with something. You know what I'm saying? And that's, so it's just kind of like, um, it's, it's almost like an alternate universe, I feel like. And for comedians who are actually stand-up comedians who perform, who want to go out on a roll, who want to headline clubs, but aren't being considered because they don't have Instagram followers. And so, you know what I'm saying? Because now you're booking somebody to do 45 minutes that is maybe going to squeeze out 10. Mm. Maybe. You know what I mean? Right. But then you want to pay a real-ass comedian $25 fucking, you know, even if it's just $200 $200 when this person is leaving with a $10,000 bag. What the fuck? Right. That's not right. Yeah, the game crazy. The, the game is messed up like in that in that respect. And then you also have like just the fact that um you have people that do it cuz like like Jeremy Piven's doing stand up now cuz he can't do TV and shit cuz he had that me too stuff. So he so he touring the country doing stand up he doesn't really have to be the best at stand-up or even working as a stand-up or any of that shit because he's now attracting people with his fame elsewhere so you have people that come in the game uh steve o from um jackass he was doing stand-up yeah. for a while but it was really just you know me from jackass come see me and he was on drugs like right like come on yeah <laughs> right i mean like it's work is work i mean they getting people to the club but it is kind of like a almost like a slap in the face to the art because it's like you're not gonna craft the act you're not gonna go up over and over and over till you get good enough to you're just gonna go out and be like hey remember me from tv boom waka waka you know yeah Um, and and that's and that's not funny and me and roger we uh over our years we've been to a lot of different comedy shows and we have seen the comedians that actually want to do crowd work and they're not funny because yeah, you look, sometimes you know yeah. yeah i mean they can be but sometimes we've seen it when they're not so you're yeah. like oh, okay what's going I always, on here uh, i always go back to that joke that uh 
i heard on keith and the girl keith malley was like if uh whatever somebody starts doing crowd work if they ask you a question you should be like uh you should not answer them and then when they say something be like uh it's not my fault you didn't write any jokes (laughs) (laughs) that's true if you fuck around and get a real ass comedian that shit is gonna backfire yeah exactly like dlu you like let me get this check let me get the fuck out of here before right. i have to live any more of this nightmare yeah like dl hewley used to do crowd work but it was like half roast half crowd work so right that's you completely was, different. you was fucking with your own you know like you was playing you was gambling sitting, you, sitting you, up front that was yeah. like nah let me get about three rows back maybe mid center while i'm out of the spotlight right but yeah but sometimes the comic is just kind of like so where where you from where you from where you mm-hmm. uh, where, what you work at you like uh you just looking for something like you don't have nothing right now you just need something you just need a line just so you can go off on something you got you trying to find a bit right now and i could just right. be like you know you know i could just fuck you up but i, I mean i would never do some shit like that mm-hmm. uh <laughs> um, the well, listen like it's a gamble it's a gamble that shit can go either way i'm i'm i stay trying to write little roles like just in case a bitch say something i'm gonna say this i got a notebook up for your ass what oh shit i've been waiting for this shit let's go do do you deal with uh is it like heckling has that changed over the over the years like is it more is it less is about the same or like you know and then i know as you become more confident and polished people probably heckle less too yeah and people write think pieces now so well that's different than heckling yeah them people don't say <laughs> shit them people don't say shit in your face them people just be on the internet like i don't know that he- i don't think i don't know that heckling has changed i think it's just you know just one of the things that you know is a possibility you go out you pin on where to, you know, what time the show is, that can determine, you know, how drunk people are. If it, you know, an eight o'clock crowd is way less chance of some bullshit as opposed to a 1230, you know, 1 a.m. crowd of people that's been drunk all day. You know what I'm saying? Um, I find a lot of dudes like to try to heckle women because they just feel like I'm a man, I got a dick and I'm funny. So that's always fun to like ruin a night. That's what it is. <laughs> it's the best because that girl be looking like why am i fucking you like she (laughs) immediately started thinking every decision she made with this like yeah we were watching uh who was it we were watching uh (laughs) we were watching my man mike um lawrence yes and uh we we were watching him perform and um he was making jokes about um just racist floridian like trump voting motherfuckers and you know we are in yeah. north carolina so it's a lot of them that live in here anyway right but um <clears throat> i guess one of them was in the club at the time and he tried to like say something like the heck or whatever and mm-hmm. mike kind of went in on him He's the wrong one and the whole time i was just looking at his date because like all them trump motherfuckers hate women like there's no trump there's no white dude that supports trump that's also like but but seriously though i'm like a feminist right like Mm -hmm. i'm really sensitive to you know i listen to these ladies you know like it's always Mm -hmm. like you know so i like and i forget what chauvinistic thing it was that the dude said but it's kind of like all the eyes kind of went on her like it wasn't even just right kind of like well damn don't you got some respect don't you want to like get up and lead this motherfucker or 
or what but right. nah she stood there though i guess he was paying for everything like, my ride home so um <laughs> it won't be a second date <laughs> i didn't bring half right. for these wings and this beer so i'm gonna ride back to the trailer park so i'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> let them have this one yeah <laughs> uh, well listen i i cannot uh I cannot recommend the podcast more. I point. know, right? Black ass podcast. Like, seriously, it's so fucking funny. It is, y'all. Um, if you like our show, I know you'll like her show because mm-hmm. it's all in the same vein of just nigga shit, basically. That, yeah, that's what it is. She talk about <laughs> nigga shit. Like it's just, it's just, it's like uh all the black news items, and you're like, you know, and then your prerequisite, like, kind of fuck trump did you see these white people what they was doing type of shit um but it's also yeah. really authentic man like uh you said something about um how la- the last episode i was listening to you were talking about trump and how it's hard to be to take care of your mental health as a black person and still keep up to date with all this shit yeah you got to because it's so much fuckery it's just and, and like if there's no filter between you and the fuckery it just it'll make you feel crazy because mm-hmm. like i think you were saying it's like two to three scandals a day right and you were saying how like it's been a year since hurricane maria and it it almost feels like it just popped back up because every day is two or three scandals period you know what i mean meanwhile in this um they just recently got power back like three thousand people died this nigga be on tv lying about it like oh, i think it was like 17 like nigga you off by a lot like you wouldn't look into that before you said something like that dog that's how mm-hmm. you know you a stone cold ass lie it's because you wouldn't even like if i if i said man i have 13 dollars in the bank and someone walked in behind me and was like nah you got like three thousand i'm gonna at least google like log into my account call the bank like everybody would double check those numbers not him he like nope i said 17 the end but there's been so much shit that happens every day it it, it does feel like people forget about some of the stuff because you just it's just such a scandalous white house mm-hmm. you know the thing about that i somewhat respected, mm-hmm. not that i respected but it's like this man he knows he's lying. He knows what he's saying is false, but he's not speaking to us. And that's the thing most most of us have to realize. He's not talking to us. He's talking to the dude that was heckling, trying to heckle Mike Lawrence. He's talking to them backwoods white people. He's talking to those white people who only agenda is bringing whiteness back, preserving whiteness. He he don't care what we think. Right. So he's already let, planted the seed of fake news. So they're always gonna go back to well, it's fake news. It does. They they could be literally in a pot of boiling water and they're fucking melting, and they'll be like, "This is fake news. It's the liberal media," and they're da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't care about nothing but whiteness coming back. Oh shit! <laughs> a ghost. <laughs> Run! It's a ghost. <laughs> That's Trump in them. That's Trump in them. Motherfuckers be hating. They in my house now. That's some bullshit. That was fake news. Look, they don't okay. Fuck. That was that. We didn't see that. That was fake news. It just. I don't believe it. I fake don't, news. I don't believe my eyes. What I just seen. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. I believe what you said. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's wild too because like you know, um, especially like in the entertainment industry, being black and then speaking on black issues 
do you do, do you worry that it's gonna hinder your career do you worry that motherfuckers gonna have a problem with it because it's not like you saying anything that's like not true or right whatever but i do notice there's like a level where certain people uh probably feel pressure to be like i don't want to be on some black shit too much these white folks gonna get uncomfortable so do you ever worry about that um i would i would be lying if i said i don't i don't think about it i absolutely think about it but you know i also realize that this podcast um i'm this ain't cnn you know what i'm saying so it's not like you know people are looking at me to get the back of a fucking story like it's still comedy so i'm gonna say some crazy shit i'm gonna get some stuff wrong and i feel like it's more about an extension of me it's more of an extension of my comedy it's more of an extension of uh, it's more of an opportunity for me to connect with people when i'm off stage so you know if my shit gonna blow regardless you know what i'm saying whether it's this podcast whether it's my stand-up whether it's my screenwriting something is gonna happen shit so i can't i can't try to i'm not about to arm a road for this shit you know what i'm saying right (laughs) like yeah, I always, you know. I always look at it like yeah. it's so weird that the default is that we as black people have to be uncomfortable so much. Like we got like, oh, you want a job on this type of show? Uh, you know, get used to being the only black person there. You know, if they say you need to, I don't know, get out there and dance. You need to get out there and dance. That's the job, you know. And it's like that's normal. So like, if you were to be like, yeah, I didn't take this job because whatever, people will look at you like, hey, what niggas? Like you better take that job that's how normal it is right but then like if white people are a little uncomfortable just for a little bit you know it's like people are like what what's gonna happen now you know it's like we've gone to um podcast conferences done like live shows and stuff um and like you know our audience is very fucking black you know it's not that we don't have any white people we have white people that listen to shit i mean Mm -hmm. we definitely could not have as many downloads as we did if white people didn't listen to our shit so white people definitely listen to it but you know the show not really about them you know so it's like like it's cool you could come in it's not like we sitting around like uh uh all day just hating on white folks and that's the show Mm -hmm. or whatever you know but we are very black centric um but i do think about that sometimes where i'm like i'm sure that's gonna cost us in some rooms like there's gonna be some places where white folks are not gonna fuck with us because of that which is a cost i'm you know willing to pay because i feel like this is authentic you know and i think also when you hear the truth i don't know when you hear the truth i feel like no matter what color you are it's still the truth yes it you is. know and so real people will gravitate to it they'll be like yeah that shit funny because it's true you know as, a, as opposed wow. to like i'm offended i'm leaving um like yeah. when we were in seattle that room had probably like most of our fans and then probably like a good third of the audience is just people that wandered in to see what the show was about right they was like oh something happening in here and they floated in the room yeah and you can see like the white people that wasn't comfortable with us making jokes about race and shit but fuck them you know <laughs> like <laughs> like this is my thought with with that and i'll and i'll often say on my podcast you know the white people that's listening to my show understand what I'm saying. Right. So the people that's there, they get it. The people that follow you, they know what it is. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, your discomfort don't make this shit less true. Your fucking discomfort ain't going to stop a police officer from killing somebody or, you know what I mean? So this moment of this, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't, I don't care. You know what right. I'm saying? Because I have to live this shit every day. 
So the levels is way the fuck different. So you your little feelings being hurt because I said some real ass shit. So right, get yeah. the fuck. Up. It's people dying in the streets. People dying in their own ass apartments. So fuck your feelings, bitch. Like right. straight like that. It's quite, it's wild too because yeah. like um, <clears throat> sometimes I see like certain comedians and shit, and they'll like you know they're they're in a space where it's like i'm surrounded by white folks it, the topic of race is coming up and then they kind of become the voice of like white people's discomfort like well you know i don't like this type of rap either or i uh <laughs> i think it's i'm scared of black people in hoodies and i'm like nigga you didn't have to say any of that like just shut the fuck up or or or, or leave it alone but don't like you don't have to hop full all out here and get the tapping like just uh, like you could have uh, just uh, played uh, the wall so it is a big turnoff yeah. but but like in those moments i realized like that comedian's audience is still white people like it's not right me. like i saw a black face and went oh cool head nod you know head tilt at work and he hit he hit me with the like zippity doo die and walked off you know <laughs> come like, out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how you doing chief and just like walked away from me i'm like oh okay i guess uh you're not you're doing handshakes i can't i can't get a dap in the elevator not getting no pound right so yeah i get that feeling sometimes from certain comics but um like that's one of the things like that i gravitate towards your podcast for is because i do feel like oh it's, it's a space that's like for black folks you know, you know what i mean yeah. all right and the white people that get it welcome come on in exactly you know? but like, if you don't get it exactly it's it's not excluding anybody to make it no it's just a space where it's like it's about us it's for us but everybody can come in like it ain't like like that's what i love about being black and like i know some people are like hella militant about you know black shit where it's like to the point where it's like uh you know we have the fictional cookout that we're never gonna have if if you were to be like oh yeah i would let uh joe biden come to the cookout they're like no nigga no white people ever whatever i'm not one of those black people i'm like nah it's some y'all can come like that's what i love about being black is that we of all the exclusion and shit we dealt with we never inherited it like we never Mm -hmm. accepted it into us like motherfuckers can be like a quarter black and be like they can be like super light-skinned everything if they just be like i am a black person and i claim black we'll be like yeah come on it's it's cool you down with us as opposed to you know other races yeah so yeah Yeah. i mean we even let the jack we even let michael jackson kids in you know what i'm saying like them michael jackson kids and they we be like i don't know the y'all could come on in just come on it's cool just don't like don't say nothing right don't say nothing don't don't say shit just wear your daddy glove in there and if anybody asks you a question just be like mm-hmm. right right mm-hmm. right don't say stuff. we won't we won't um, we won't run a dna test if y'all mm-hmm. just come on in and eat mm-hmm. something get a plate mm-hmm. listen we ain't got to find no dna test you take a picture of michael jackson at five and any of them kids no test needed mm-hmm. but, Adopting them white kids, but come on, bro. Like, <laughs> no, like, I'm not even. Come on, bro. <laughs> like I said, they they get to come to the cookout. It's crazy. Like, but that's I love that about us. You know what I mean? Because right. white people would never, if like Angelina Jolie kid, um, I forget her name, but if the black one was like, well, listen, um, I don't believe in all this racist social construct. I identify as white i grew up in a white house they'd be like if you don't shut your black ass up and go back over there with them blacks 
like it's like we the only people that that work that way yeah no it's true but i I will say sometimes i feel like sometimes i feel like the gate is a a little too open sometimes i feel like we gotta you know we need to work at a certain point we don't have to work under this shit like legit we gonna have to be like (laughs) what like where are all the black people i don't know but uh i'll see y'all later and just for yeah. real. Like my Listen. favorite, my favorite thing is because I, I mean, if we had a fictional cookout, I wouldn't go. I'm not a cookout. Right. I done told you. I done but, put you on the list and told them any tickets with your stamp of approval, they are bored. But my favorite thing is going on social media and inviting white people that don't have no business at the cookout Mm-mm. to the cookout just so I can see other black people react. Cause it's honestly yeah. like that. It never is not funny to be honest. It's, it's up there with, um, black people from the south talking about how cold it is other places it's up there with that as far as like it's always funny a hundred percent of the time <laughs> like if i'm just uh if i'm like oh man um who just did something kind of good something that's that's whack uh like let's say one of these republican senators is like i'm not voting for kavanaugh like i'll take his right. uh, article about that and be like oh shit mitch mcconnell welcome to the cookout Mm-mm. and then i just log off Mm-mm come back an hour later and just look at all the black people like hell no rod see that's why you ain't in charge i don't fuck with you because it is like it's so beautiful because i'm the cookout's not happening it's not real people we but, don't, it's, we so, don't care. but it's so good it's real in our hearts rock that's the that's the thing it's real in here it's it's in here you know what i mean you gotta believe that the cookout is ha- the cookout is not a physical cookout it's where we connect on some fucking this shit right here whatever this shit is with black people that's that's the cookout shit it's the this is the potato this is potato salad right here this is it this shit right here it's the uh spirit it's the spirit realm in black panther is where the cookout gonna happen (laughs) only 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 the black (laughs) yes you gotta put on your tom joiner morning cruise outfit come on tom joiner they gonna be looking for me and i'm gonna have uh hillary clinton show up with my ticket just to just to fuck everything up just oh uh, rob said the took out was around here to, like get out oh, i'm gonna be right at that door thank you sis no no ma'am no no thank you they're gonna be like you showed up at the wrong address you want the house that you want the niggas down the street oh uh, we will take your hot sauce though i heard you carry hot sauce in your bag we we can use like we running low get that right. yeah no you know Pat the bell coming with all the hot sauce we don't even need Hillary the bell is coming with the truck true trust me oh man this is another long intro but this is what happens when we uh have a good guest and we start talking but um <clears throat> this is the black out tips podcast you can find us on itunes stitcher search the black out tips everywhere we'll come up we have a website the black guy who tips.com don't forget two days from now no three days i almost said two three days from now we will have a live show in charlotte north carolina we will y'all get to see us at the blumenthal theater for performing arts downtown all fancy and stuff all fancy and i'm gonna come in a t-shirt and shorts because and tennis shoes this is my dream my dream was not to dress up so right. i can't wait to see you guys there and to meet all your faces and sign all your stuff and to give handshakes hugs pounds whatever it is that people want and uh put on a hell of a live show chris lambert's gonna be there mm-hmm. opening up for us 
um and we're gonna have all kinds of prizes and gifts and giveaways Yay. it's going it's going to be fantastic and i hope you guys are all going to show up um don't forget also that um if you want free tickets like if you still if you're like man i'm gonna be in charlotte but uh you know i still need tickets or whatever you can email us the blackout tips at gmail.com we will give you free tickets there are people who bought tickets that some of them can't show up because of like hurricane florence right. now and like uh people you know just different stuff somebody told me their sister's getting married um so if you need tickets or whatever we still got you if you don't want to like buy tickets that's how that's how much uh people have looked out for each other mm-hmm. which is uh i love this community because of that because you know motherfuckers was like somebody can go <laughs> like, <laughs> like i can't go but somebody can go <laughs> if i can't go somebody can go so yeah man hit us up at the blackout tips at gmail.com you uh until thursday basically um we got tickets for folks um all right <clears throat> let's get into oh wait did i say the official weapon the taser unofficial sport bullet ball bullet ball extreme all right let's get into the news and stuff all right um so i barely mentioned it yesterday but cat williams uh went on a radio show and v103's frank and wanda morning show and um the one of the hosts wanda smith she uh like i saw the video and like it's weird watching the headlines from it but like go watch the 20 minute video and it's not what the headlines say but essentially she was trying to roast him for a good 10 minutes or so and he really wasn't biting at first and she just <laughs> kept fucking with him you know oh did he said oh, okay oh so, the, oh so this is what we doing okay he was yeah. ready and she's a comedian as well right. so it's not even some like this poor unsuspecting woman got roasted but like you know he went cat williams and just started roasting her ass back and he won by a lot and the whole narrative changed after he started winning to he this man is misogynistic he went on this show and talked about a black woman like this and it was like uh did you watch the video because it ain't come out of nowhere um and he was like making jokes about other people in the industry and talking shit about them too like anybody they tried to bring up (laughs) he was like nope fuck them too and fuck you and fuck this show and all that shit and so um as an update uh after the show uh he went to a comedy club because it was supposed to be this um comedian um going up um what's my man's name uh red grant right is that right oh i don't know i think it's red grant okay so they went to his show and they were all supposed to be going to the show and um cat williams saw her out there and um he well actually i have her her this is her words okay when i walked outside the door i saw cat williams and his bodyguard walking up towards the comedy club said wanda he made a beeline towards me and he said i told you you effing with the wrong you effing with me will make you go viral and then she said that when my husband said hey dog find something else to do dog and then he cat said i jumped your big ass too (laughs) (laughs) and then uh uh, uh, she said all the rumors that are out there i can't move forward because like literally they had to file cat williams and they had to file a police report because according to the rumors her husband pulled a gun on cat williams um 
to i guess stand up for his wife's honor or something i guess in his mind um i I don't yeah that like i guess then it got a little serious um and it's like a real police report um filed behind it and everything uh wanda also claimed she did not play the victim because people were saying she's playing the victim uh after you know getting roasted she tried to act like she had nothing to do with it she says i don't like that stuff she said i don't like stuff like that i did not want to be going back and forth with him that ain't my thing that's not what i do i didn't say i blamed you uh her co-host but i felt like it could have been cut off at some point which to me is you playing the victim because you clearly egged that dude on forever and then was like oh he he busted back uh somebody stop this and that's not how none of this works like Mm -mm, because he sat there listened to you yeah it's not like he was violent or some shit he didn't like threaten her he just said she get all her clothes that's how roasting go though that's how roasting go i mean you just gotta be like i said i got my little roasting notepad i'm ready you gotta be ready for a roasting session because that shit can happen and the thing is don't start none won't be none like that's old school like Y'all could have came in there, had a regular ass interview, and been cool. And you thought you actually you thought you were just gonna joke him, and he was just gonna let it slide. But he been doing this shit for a long ass time, and he was ready, and you wouldn't. That, yeah. that's the end of it. You just was not ready for him to come back at you. Well, he he uh, asked her, "Did she still cook for her kids?" And she, she said, "She cooked broccoli." <laughs> He just went in about oh, how he said, "Yo, right? broccoli though, like." Mm, she could have said like a broccoli casserole, some type of vegetable no. lasagna, like so anything yeah, but some so, shit you just throw in some water. Oh man! But here's something you can make some bomb ass broccoli because you can make some whack ass broccoli. Some people put the broccoli straight out of the little, you know, they just little bag. They don't put more. Nothing. So I get what she was trying to say, but you already in the midst of some shit. She was supposed to go above and beyond. Like, yo, I make broccoli sloop souffle with a cordon blue. Like, I want to make shit up. Right. Make some shit up. Lie if you have to, because it's about to be on. What? She said broccoli. I feel like it was just the first thing that came to her mind. And she said broccoli, and he just went in. Like, you can't even really fuck broccoli up. <laughs> like you like basically you just boiled that shit he said what else you gonna say corn <laughs> take it out <laughs> the bag he was too good and he said batarans on it damn i said oh yeah he commercial. i would have cut to commercial just because i'm childish right. like at a certain point i'm only gonna take this ass people for so long we're going to we're going on a break <laughs> We'll be right Drop back. Shit. Yeah, we'll yeah. be right back with more Cat Williams after the break, everybody. Uh, then you come back. Cat had to go. Out of there, yeah, for real. Come back. I'm petty like that. Right. Cat had to leave. I don't know what was wrong. Well, he was thinking something was wrong with his stomach. I don't know, guys. Go see him tonight at the comedy club. But yeah, it was. <laughs> ooh, that was. I'm sorry. Like that's the other thing too. Like I, that's how I know I got like the evil in me or the the comedian gene or whatever. Cause like once the roasting started, I didn't give a fuck about. Ain't no too far. Like I was just like, oh, you should have left him alone. He was totally fine coming in and doing a boring ass interview right. about nothing. Like right. 
talk about his emmy talk about you know oh, he was fine and the thing is he sat there like oh like you could see him kind of perk up like oh he literally said oh and, and i said oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's over yeah yeah i was like oh she crossed the line oh my god yeah. so oh man i'm sweating thinking about it that's right. how good it was his mind probably had been ticking the whole time while she was talking and he was like okay i've had enough of you <laughs> but but i honestly feel like the only thing that can make it worse than just getting reverse roasted on on your show is pulling the gun That's, like it just made it worse like you making it go down in history as one as like that you roasted yeah yeah it made it official it's a little fight yeah like it's already yeah. bad man even that dude that jamie fox did the i'm your conscience to even that dude ain't pull a gun like and that dude down there right. had i think he might have had his career ended that night um, ah. listen he was on a building after that shit like <laughs> on the ledge like fuck it you know what <laughs> I'm for real that shit did yeah. make i went back and watched that clip all over again that's how good this was it made me think about when jamie did that shit and i was just like god damn like that dude was in the zone jamie did work he took that he took that man's soul out of his body like he legit yo out of his out of his chest he started like he hit that like uh nirvana moment of knowing what that dude was gonna say to respond to what he like it was chest at that level like he was like and i know this nigga about to say this and then i'm about to say then i'm about to say this like, he's like maybe if i stop talking here leave me alone i am your conscience you're like ha, you got me jamie i'm not jamie i'm your conscience i was like yep that you just gotta leave a nigga alone sometimes man <sighs> so i good. think the good part about that by comparison is that it wasn't even necessarily supposed to be that they was there for some whole other shit you know what i mean it was supposed to be focused on somebody else so the you know whereas wanda you know within that interview it, you first of all you interviewing cat williams you already know this shit could right, go right either way yeah like this motherfucker got a track record of just going off so you supposed to be like all right so okay all right you cool now okay right let me hurry and get out of here commercial bye check right. in again you cool everything <laughs> exactly right like that dude got a history yeah. of like fighting people and doing crime and shit like you gotta yeah you yeah. gotta know who you're dealing with so it was but yeah all that being said though i when i read the headlines i was like oh no what he did he went off on somebody again god damn cat we was rooting for you then i seen the interview i was like mm, uh, yeah you just fuck with the bull and get right. the horns i don't like leave a nigga alone sometimes i don't know um especially yeah. when they warn you through the sound of their voice and look in their eyes niggas know nigga language he had you know he was kind of forewarning you like come on all right now come on now you know how niggas eyes get bigger and bigger the more you start talking and and you know they you know they start breathing or something you were like you know what i, I better back off yeah that's that that key uh nothing's wrong if it's funny that's that that's what that was that moment of yeah i know y'all want to call this wrong but it's too funny for anybody to disagree i feel with. like um, i feel like frank could have go ahead and he could have shut it down too just you know what I mean? they gotta work together right you gotta come back gotta tomorrow work- <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like, come on son yeah cat don't gotta you come back <laughs> but these, but these your co-workers y'all in there rolling and she looking like y'all just gonna yeah. let me get roasted 
Exactly. So what's work like now? They in there mad as hell today. You gotta say surprise so she could be like, when you cut it off, she could be like, I, I wish you wouldn't have cut it off. Cause I was just about to go in on his ass. You gotta let her have that. Exactly. Give her a little something. You know what I mean? Like, girl, we know. We know. Yeah, you was Damn, gone. you just left her out there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They was like, oh, this shit is funny. Yeah. See, that's the power of that funny, man. Right. See, Frank got the evil in him, too. That's what happened. He got the evil in him because he started laughing. He couldn't stop. He was like, you know what? I got I to gotta let this play out. Oh, man. No, he was he was like i don't want that motherfucker starting on me don't ask me what the hell i cook don't ask me no questions i'm gonna sit over here and giggle and keep this shit off he was like this i don't want that spotlight that is a great point that's probably why he didn't say shit yeah i didn't even think about that but you absolutely right he he wasn't ready either because in the context of that shit he because one he didn't even fuck with cat like he wasn't the one talking no shit so i know he was like oh nah see i fuck around say something and now I'm I'm getting clown. It let just take yeah. this wh- whooping by yourself. I'm a it's, sip this it's water. Trying to save a drown, it's trying to save a drowning man. You fuck around and drown your damn self, and they use your body as a fucking life preserver. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> 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 oh man, that was great. Um, also, that feels like such a black moment. I feel like white people didn't even know this happened. Like, oh no, no, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, white people are just happy he won an Emmy, and they're like, "I like Atlanta." The end. <laughs> Isn't that what I'm supposed to say? I like that show. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish also won her first Emmy. Yay! <clears throat> yep, and um, she says, "I don't feel any different. I feel the same way I did when I wasn't an Emmy winner. I don't feel any different." I'm waiting for the check, you know, cause you know, when you win a trophy, when you're like a NASCAR driver and stuff, you get like flowers and a check. And I'm hoping that happens. I'm waiting for that to happen. Come on. She said, accolades. What is that? Accolades don't pay the rent. I got to pay for my grandma's nurses and stuff. So that would, that would, a check would be nice, but it's nice to have trophies, I guess, but it doesn't matter if you don't have a roof to keep them under, huh? Come on. <clears throat> That's back right there. Yeah. Cut the check that shit is cute but let's cut that check yeah I, I love tiffany man like um because people because like cats was talking shit about her too in the interview and she took the clip and responded to it on twitter and was basically just like wish you love and blessings i hopefully I see you at the emmys tonight uh because she is booked and busy man she don't even have time to be mad like she like i'm doing my 16th movie of the year right uh i will respond between movies 16 to 17 and i'm gonna keep it moving because i'm getting checks i'm working it doesn't really what's winning an internet battle gonna do for me i'm tiffany haddish already plus right like oh you were saying something about me oh i'm sorry i was like on the yacht out in person it's no reception on there God. Right, me. Be right, me. I really hope to make it to that level one day where somebody can talk shit about me, and I'm so unbothered that I'm just, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna post an Instagram video of me and Issa Rae just chilling, and that's. And <laughs> you think about that, like you be mad, but I'm on, I'm having the time of my life. I would, I just need to get to that level. Yeah, no, it's real. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like certain shit you just don't gotta respond if a person is not on your level. You know, for me, it comes down to money. If you're not fucking with me financially, then what are we talking about? Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it took a while for me to get to that point with the show. Because I remember when we first started, I used to f- 
feel more insecure about this stuff you know i wouldn't have called it that at the time because i didn't know I, I don't even think i had the perspective to know that like but you get more established in what you do and you're like these motherfuckers don't matter you know what I'm like yeah. you you obsessing over yeah. somebody having a negative opinion of you but like what are they actually affecting and if the if the thing that they are affecting is you and your perception of yourself then you're then it, then it is working but if you if they right. if you make it so that they can't really affect you like you're going to continue to do well i look around all the time at all the people that <clears throat> like really do seem to be putting a lot of harm into the world and they don't give a fuck about nobody oh, and they just keep prospering and i'm like damn i can't win you know what i mean like why should i be so worried about myself winning you know it's not like i'm out here harming anybody uh it's not like what we do is out here trying to spread some evil to people like it, it like you see yeah. but you see that that um you see that the way that other people handle it, it's almost like yo i'm not saying they're right but they have something figured out about the idea of just being yourself and and working on yourself for you not for other people so uh anyway well, I mean, it was like you watching me i'm not watching i'm not fucking watching you you know what i'm saying i didn't log on to shit you was doing so the fact that you feel like you don't fuck with me for whatever reason then that's on you right it's, it's so many other people out here that fuck with me that find value in what the fuck i got to give so okay go live your life go right go to right aid or whatever the fuck you're doing like i don't care all right man let's play some games all right we have been having a lot of fun uh and i feel like we should uh get into some games with hadia because i think she would enjoy them um the first game is a little game called fucking with black people which i think i when we close it's funny when we close uh when i had to restart my computer i forgot to open up the music so let's wait on that to load (laughs) (laughs) i was like where's my music (laughs) oh okay spotify take your time it's cool um so fucking with black people we're gonna read news articles from all around the globe and they typically involve things that would make us feel fucked with this people we apply point scores from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 so you know 25 50 75 100 uh or zero you know you don't have to pick you know it could be zero uh for how much you feel fucked with personally by each article um <clears throat> and i'll actually start um i'll start with this one uh and we'll do the music later viola davis mm-hmm. viola davis says she wishes oh. she'd never been in the help the movie the help um <clears throat> she was sharing her regrets on accepting the role of abeline in the 2011 film the help uh when she gave an interview to the new york times she said i passed on a lot of roles there have been one or two that i regretted for maybe a minute and then i let it go almost a better question is have i ever done roles that i regretted um <clears throat> she says i have regretted roles and the help is on that list but not in terms of the experience and the people involved because they were all great the friendships that i formed are ones that i'm going to have for the rest of my life i had a a great experience with these other actresses who are extraordinary human beings and i could not ask for better collaborator than the director tate taylor 
i just felt that at the end of the day that it wasn't the voices of the maids that were heard i know abilene i know many they're my grandma they're my mom and i know that if you do a movie where the whole premise is i want to know what it feels like to work for white people and to bring up children in 1963 i want to hear how you really feel about it i never heard that in the course of the movie so what do you think karen zero to hundred well i'm gonna be oh wait okay. i'm gonna be honest Go ahead, I, I didn't watch the hell same i didn't even want to see the hell i'm like i'm over i'm just over seeing black people in those roles and you know as much as i appreciate that that's our history and you know and that's how so many of us that's that time period is what moved us forward i don't want to see it like you is small you is important even her shitting in the pie wasn't enough for me to go see that and that shit was not perfect mm. but so you know i can't i can't really 20 uh, 20 25 maybe because right. maybe she did the role and because she needed the check but really you know what i'm saying okay mm-hmm. what, what about you care i didn't watch the movie either uh but because she is fucked with uh for the role i give it a 50 but like <clears> i say i'm i'm kind of indifferent i i understand that and, and i've heard other people have that same complaint mm. that she bought up um <laughs> was for the fact that you have all these black people here and we don't hear their voices and it basically was went through a white woman's lens mm-hmm. and so you know i i could understand her feeling that way but like i said i didn't watch the movie so i really don't have any critique on it yeah i know the premise is like a white woman writes a book from the perspective of a black like maid or whatever which uh, yeah it was a turnout for me as well like i i was not interested i knew it would be like oscar bait shit because white people really do love that era of history and the, the black people that they really go up for in that era are all the people that worked for them come on um you know and who would tell a completely different story than the one white people tell like i literally saw a thread on facebook the other day of white people there was like a black woman in the background of this old picture of this old white woman like when she was a baby and she was like oh that's you know maddie or whatever that's hattie she used to raise us and she raised her own kids and where would we be without people like hattie you know she was like family to us and blah 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 and then you would you know normally about that time you expect you know the being the internet like niggas to come in and be like man fuck this this is some bullshit nah it was just more it was like her page so it was more white people and they all had those stories they were all Mm -hmm. from the south Mm -hmm. and they all some of them posted other pictures of like being a little white baby held by a black woman and all that shit and i'm like yeah your story is one of she was like family but I guarantee you that's not the story she would tell. Mm-mm. You know? Like, y'all were other... Like, she raised her kids and your kids. Anyway, right. uh, I would give it a Yeah, hand. that's that revision history shit. I ain't got time for that. Like, yeah, you saw her as this, but how many times did she not go see her kids had to sacrifice her babies and what they needed for your punk ass and your punk ass grandmama or whatever? Like, uh-uh. Right. No, I don't... I, that's what, that's the exact reason why I didn't want to see the movie because I knew it was going to be some old. We were all one family. Fuck out of here. No. Yeah, so that's why I give it a hundred. Just because, like, I feel bad also that uh, actress of Viola Davis's caliber had to take that kind of role. Like, 
that's not some shit you can just pass up on because you it is a nomination and it's a fucking business like she wouldn't have did it somebody else would have got that role and we'll be talking about them right now you like it, it took a long time for wow. black right <laughs> the deal's like i do it okay listen uh um, talking all that shit right i'm so happy you <laughs> yeah. right in there you want some of this doo-doo pie like yeah oh um, it's 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 wild though. it's 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 wild though because like it took a while for black women to get in positions of power to where like a viola davis really can be like i ain't doing that shit no more you know what i mean like even to even to be able to say i regret doing it she had to get in a position yeah. of power to say that because i guarantee you she couldn't like they did that movie how many years ago i bet it was like how to get away with murder fences shit like that popping off for her for sure she could be like and actually that shit was kind of whack <laughs> like wow. so anyway I, i'm fucking yeah. um next one <laughs> um a miami area police chief pleads guilty to framing a black teen uh this is in the miami news and times um and uh jerry ionelli wrote this and i gotta say i really like the way he wrote this article i will read it for you it takes a special sort of asshole to pin a bunch of crimes on an innocent 16 year old kid just for being black but former biscayne biscayne park police uh chief raymundo atisano now admits that he is he's exactly that sort of asshole Federal prosecutors announced today that Atisano pleaded guilty to framing a Biscayne Park teenager known as TD in the court records for a series of burglaries he did not commit. Prosecutors say Atisano, uh, Atisiano, I'm sorry, on three separate occasions instructed his employees to frame innocent black suspects. The right to be free from false arrest is fundamental to our constitution and system of justice. Acting assistant attorney John Gore said, uh, I mean, assistant attorney general John Gore said this afternoon, a media release law enforcement officers who abuse their authority and deny any individual this right will be held accountable as the chief of police defendant Atisiano was trusted by his community to lead their police, their police officers by example. He has failed the community and the officers of Biscayne Park. Earlier this year, feds unsealed a blockbuster case against Atisiano and three of his former subordinates. The FBI said Atisiano had instructed his employees in his tiny 11-person police department to pin burglaries on black residents with criminal records in order to pretend his department had a 100% clearance rate for home thefts. Wow. At the end, Atisiano's department arrested TD on claims he had robbed a string of four homes in April and May 2013. Atisiano later bragged to his city council that he was working to solve every single robbery in town. But the out, but outside law enforcement experts say 100% clearance rate for thefts is unheard of in police work and basically impossible to achieve. The Miami Herald in July then uncovered even more damning details of the case. A Biscayne Park cop told internal investigators that Atisiano had told his employees to pin crimes on black people in general. If they have burglaries that are open cases that are not solved yet, if you see anybody black walking through our streets and they have somewhat of a record, arrest them so we can pin them for all the burglaries. Atisiano told his police force, according to one cop, Anthony De La Torre. Three other officers, Guillermo Ravello, Charlie Deub, and Raul Fernandez, Raul Fernandez, previously pleaded guilty in separate cases related to framing charges the three are set to be sentenced next month 
the now adult victim td sued biscayne park along with pretty much everyone involved in the scheme in federal court earlier this year it is a deliberate injustice to intentionally charge and arrest an innocent man miami Day state attorney Catherine fernandez rundle said today police chief ramundo atisiano's uh, atisiano's actions were in, intended to give his community a false sense of security and were a betrayal of his oath to the protect uh to protect the residents of biscayne park and all the people in miami Day county zero to 100 karen oh 100 all right hadia bro. like but it's almost like shit I, why are we still surprised by i mean or are we even surprised this shit don't surprise me mm-hmm. think about hurricane carter remember the boxer that was his story like they was just planting guns they said some about planting toy guns on kids they man mm-hmm that's a hundred for me as well like that's one of the ultimate abuses and it's like one of the things where we talk about how black people don't like what it's it's like i don't want to see just the white people but it but it is white people shit when white people start talking about like it's my first amendment right and i got the right to do this and i'll tell the cop no you don't you're not searching me i'm like that's only white people that get to say shit like that because you can just be a black teen walking down the fucking street and if you got i don't know a weed charge or some some juvenile offense shit your ass is getting framed for three robberies ain't nobody gonna believe you nobody you can tell your mom your parents like eat like it's so pathological people that know you will be like well you did do that shit a long time ago i hope that your black ass ain't do this you know what i mean but like they would not even think to pin it on a white kid the white kid could be walking with a vcr in his pocket they'd be like no nah, i don't know I, they ain't gonna believe they're not gonna believe this white, white kid did it with an ar-15 in his hand in a state that you can't even carry a gun in hey buddy is everything okay put the gun you know they right. he, like yo this shit is so beyond it don't even make it, it doesn't even seem like it makes sense it's not right it's not even an explanation for it and what the worst part is that police officer not gonna go to jail if if he's fired mm-hmm. if he probably gonna go to another police uh, department go work somewhere else his life not gonna be ruined i mean there are people who are serving in jail 20 30 years didn't do it and they just come out like oh we sorry we sorry bitch no you better go ruin that person life i want they shit destroyed period like no coming back that's how that is justice to me and you know he's not gonna come off with no money like they gonna like if anything they'll do the um he was forced to retire he resigned his position uh he he'll be at home maybe he'll get house arrest some you know just some bullshit like nothing really will happen to this dude or those or those other officers keep in mind those other officers play guilty too this shit is institutional like we talk about systemic shit this is what we talking about we're not like when you can think think about the the confidence in anti-blackness because these dudes weren't even white right think about the confidence in anti-blackness you have to have to say i can tell three other people to do this racist shit and all three of them gonna be like cool yeah like that shit don't work like if i was at a job and was like hey listen um we about to start framing white people everybody be like man if you don't sit your man get out of here with them stupid ass ideas what's wrong with rod that ain't gonna work but you could go in there and be like we framing we framing all the black people they'd be like that could 
that could work we could get 100 percent clearance rate with that bullshit man a uh, hundred obviously yeah and also you know you got to think about it police departments are they they patrol black neighborhoods their day-to-day is to go into black neighborhoods and arrest black people like you saw what happened in ferguson that's how they are supplementing um financially supporting cities mm-hmm. and you know municipal like they are going arresting black people so the money they get from the arrest from the bond from the court system from all that shit is what is keeping the city going right so it's, it's revenue is revenue you privatize your jails and your prison yeah. prisons you make it so that i gotta pay to call my my loved one to talk to them in jail you make it so i can't visit them like it's all monetized like when people talk about yeah. the because people will say like what about the waste of resources and capital of incarcerating people and i'm like that's the thing that's the business it's not that they don't care about the fact that these people aren't coming out and getting to be like citizens that work for a living and have the dignity of Mm-mm. you know a salary and and making a family they don't give a fuck about any of that shit that that's a dollar bill right. when you see a black dude walking down the street and he not in cuffs that is money that is getting away as far as they're concerned so yeah, yeah that's like yeah. they did that to these kids so that they could put a hundred next to their fucking percentage on clearing shit but also because nobody gives a fuck because once those kids are in that system that's money that some that somebody's charging the state to house them that's money they family gotta yep. pay to talk to them that's money for lawyer and court fees that's public defenders who are already overworked and all this shit like you ain't like y'all asking being there forever just on some trumped up charges so yeah I, and i don't I, I guess they were found guilty because they didn't even say um if the kids were found guilty or not but i'm assuming they was all found guilty too right and how many of them were actually released because sometimes you get in the system they be like oops my bad they were like fuck it you still gonna serve your goddamn well, you, time you, you don't even need evidence like think about they made up that the kids robbed the place they don't have no evidence they just like he was in the vicinity and shit got robbed and he black that's enough for me to go to jail that should not be enough yeah. everything we see on tv which obviously is fake but every time you watch tv and they have one of these fucking law shows it's hard as fuck to get the criminal the criminal could do it and they'd be like oh he murdered his wife but he also had played basketball that night we don't know if we're gonna be able to get him y'all <laughs> but but in real life it's just like he black oh yeah of course yeah he did it he did it let's get him in jail right yeah. and the the way the the system is designed is so fucking inconvenient that you can know you didn't do it but a lot of people will actually plead guilty because right. it's cool to be all hardcore till you get your ass behind the bars you start losing your home you start losing your job you know you you start separating from your kids like when the reality of that shit actually sit soaks soaks in nobody's going to want to sacrifice years possibly your, decades your public, of their lives your public defender will tell you to plead right that's yeah. what a lot of people don't like they think this shit is like how to get away with murder that's it's not like that like uh, they will look you dead in your face and be like i know you didn't do this you say you didn't do it they can't really prove you did it but if this shit goes to trial you will get found guilty so just take just yeah. say you guilty and take like a six month suspended sentence and now this shit is on your record right not, but but they don't you know but now you can't get pulled over for speeding you can't never have no like you can't get caught with an open container like you can't now you can't do nothing because you're going to jail well, the system the system isn't set up for us on no level mm-hmm. like that public defender don't give a fuck about your black ass 
your pro- the prosecutor, the person who's supposed to be on your, you know what I mean? Like right. a lot of times you think about Trayvon's case, the people, the lawyers for his case, you would have thought the motherfucker was working for George Zimmerman. Right. So, you know, when it comes to black people, they're not there for us in no fucking sense or no, in no way are they there trying to find to work on our behalf is what right. I'm trying to say. So, you know, granted, there are some of those diamonds in the rough that really, but that public defender is also trying to get their wins up so they can also move forward. So everybody is using us as a fucking stepping stone to for, for themselves, to better themselves, to better position themselves. Yep. So once you're in that system, in any way, you're fucked. Yep. All right. All right. And we're back. Now let's get into the next one, guys. All right. What if I, what if I ask pros? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they might think you're pros for real. They'd be like, hey, what's happening? <laughs> Start moving all choppy and shit. Um, <laughs> Mississippi State Senator makes harsh racist statements during his visit to MSNBC. After a hundred years begging for federal government scraps, where are you today? He said. Mm. Uh, Mississippi State Senator Chris McDaniel went on live television and implied that black people have been begging for government assistance for a hundred years. During his sit down on Morning Joe, <laughs> by the way, that's, that's how you know MSNBC ain't on our side for real because they still let Morning Joe be on the air and it's like, like how, how? really how? <laughs> like how how can you be down how can any of the nightly news people that work with work on your channel see him in the coffee room and not just smack the shit out of him because i would <laughs> um anyway uh uh he also talked about building the wall his support for the confederate flag and how a democrat would never take a house seat for mississippi but his response about black people in mississippi woo child i got this from ballalert.com <laughs> Eddie Glaude Jr., a Mississippi native who chairs Princeton Center for African-American Studies, was among the panel of guests asking Senator McDaniel questions regarding his campaign. Glaude uh, mentioned McDaniel's support for the Confederate flag, speaking at neo-Confederate events, uh, supporting Robert E. Lee, and claiming rap music causes violence. He calls attention to the 38% of African-Americans that make up Mississippi. Then Glaude asks, how do you convince black folks in this state that you're not a danger to them? How do you speak to those 38%? Senator McDaniel responded with all the confidence stating, I'm going to ask them, after a hundred years of relying on big government to save you, what are, where are you today? After a hundred years of begging for federal government scraps, where are you today? The audience and panelists alike were visibly shocked and the audience began booing at his horrible response. Uh, <laughs> booing, Jesus. The sen- they have audiences now for the news? That was the crew. That was the camera people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Somebody behind the lid who's like, "Boo this nigga, boo!" Right. Just a nigga that worked. Like somebody was just mopping in the back. Like, oh man, come on, get out of here. I know, right? They mics was turned up. <laughs> Craft services. <laughs> like somebody over at the caterers and shit. Man, I fuck, know. This, fuck him. Making ma- uh, the. <laughs> I know. <laughs> making breakfast cross signs. Going. What the fuck is this? The senator attempted to backpedal by adding. I mean, the state of Mississippi, I'm talking about the state of Mississippi. We've been dead last for a hundred years. And what happens is if we keep depending on the economic model, we're always going to stay last. Mm-hmm. So he got asked the question about black people said that right. black people said that government handouts was, and we were begging for them. 
and then when i mean i didn't i wasn't talking about black people i was just talking about the state as a whole we we can't be begging the government mm-hmm. 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 meanwhile more white people get any type of do you know how many niggas will work 45 jobs before they taking fucking a, a dime of assistance what are we talking about here Here's my thing. Even if all black people wanted to be on public assistance, so what? Our ancestors already paid for that. Okay, that's just me. But at the end of the day, we're only 13% of this whole country, so there's no way possible that we are, we have the largest percentage of welfare, period. Nowhere. Nowhere. It's just, it's not even, it's not even possible. I also wonder, how does a state with 38% black population get that dude as a representative because like they not like a lot of us are in this boat where we're in a state where we make up 13 percent or whatever the fuck like we don't like we have impact but we don't have the like we can't make or break a candidate like uh, by ourselves we need to have coalitions 38 percent is a lot of black people i wonder how much voter suppression come on what are the laws about uh felons and like people convicted of crimes like uh what is going on with uh you know the gerrymandering of their districts like all that like it's got to be fucked up for 38 percent black population to have that dude who don't even care about them as their representative it's got to be fucked up in mississippi Mm. and it's mississippi so it's fucked up i mean no shade to mississippi but mississippi is bottom like financially bottom of the all the states like dead ass black so the idea that this dude is even popping shit about anybody bro shut the fuck up but the gerrymandering is real the the voter suppression is absolutely real and you know i do think that too many of us don't realize what voting is we think voting is supposed to be about getting our favorite candidate and it's like no it's about getting the least of two evils the lesser of evils that's all voting is at the end of the day yeah so like it's, 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 like it's wild because it's wild because um uh sometimes i'll be on online and i'll be like man it's a lot of black people that hate barack obama like mm-hmm. they so liberal they don't even fuck with obama who's probably our most liberal president of all time uh to be honest and to me the best president of all time right but they hate him so i'm like it's a fictional nigga out here somewhere that they would vote for but is they haven't they don't exist yet nobody they not they never been on anyone's ballot and then i close uh twitter and then i realized none of them niggas exist like in real life they not like it's no contingent i've never been in a room with a huge contingent of black people that's like man fuck obama like you might have one crazy uncle or something but there's no there's no like groundswell of niggas like that you know like you gotta be in such a liberal city to be able to pull that shit out where you like that's your problem like you must live in like i don't know or portland like you gotta live somewhere where it's like three black people they the democrats gonna win no matter what you say so you can walk around right. and be like man fuck everybody you know but for me i'm like no nah, nigga it's important like this shit could be my life or death i need people in charge that aren't gonna you know push against the local initiatives and shit i believe in so it's it, it, that's what it made me think about when people go well i'm not voting because this candidate isn't perfect i'm always like do you really exist though or are you just like a person out there that be talking loud on facebook but like in real life nobody listens to you because right because you black people don't 
do shit like that we're not crazy our lives are literally on the line we don't have time to play games like that so i hope it's not enough black people in mississippi letting a motherfucker like this slide i hope it's not man because like i think it's more black people that have given up hope correct then that then then they are sitting around like you know how white people do where they like if it's not jail stein you know i I think black people give up hope which is sad you know but anyway i don't know how that motherfucker got elected um a hundred a hundred by the way all right karen a hundred adia all right last one british actress cynthia arrivo claps back at backlash she received for playing harriet tubman an upcoming biopic what was for someone else was never mine in the first place she says who is this woman so cynthia arrivo is an actress uh i'm trying to think what karen would uh you might know her from um you know how we always see that trailer for um bad time at the el royale yes she's the black woman in that oh okay 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 yeah 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 okay yeah she's a british actress Mm -hmm. british and black um um trying i'll I'll try to look up her imdb real quick too but yeah she's what what's her name again cynthia arrivo yeah she's been in a few things i actually might be able to show y'all her picture i I forgot i have that capability in the uh oh come on so um and so she'll be playing harriet tubman but you know there's there's been some people that Oh, uh, oh okay no she's black she's black black for real black mm-hmm yeah she's black black yeah she's in widows coming up um bad times at the she's on broadway. yeah she's big on broadway she was in chewing gum um and yeah she'll be in the harriet tubman movie coming up um which is in pre-production um at any rate though um she kind of was getting people heard about her getting cast as harriet tubman and i think uh they had some issues with her because she's uh black and british from the diaspora but she's not black american from america so it's like we only want black americans playing black american icons which you know i once again i'm not always too sure about the like that kind of shit because i know that we don't as black people in general we definitely do not feel that way when it's come to us playing people that ain't from like it's been so many niggas it's been mandela at this point and i don't remember no groundswell over here of us being like i'm not comfortable with we just be like yeah Lawrence fishburne can be him it don't matter like it like just fuck it it's just a role um but i know there's a lot of black american people that don't feel comfortable the other way like samuel jackson uh had his one issue with get out was that daniel kaluuya was playing the main character and he was like it should have been a black american actor which you know i mean to some extent it is work so i understand you don't want to compete quote unquote with these other black people and uh also because the superiority thing like there's a lot of people that feel like um black people from other places and this happens in just regular life too mm-hmm. they get this unfair like model minority shit uh, that that's not like it's not really fair to us because they'll be like oh well he's more classically trained because he's from over there it's like i can be a good actor and be from america and be black the same way i can be a good chemist or a good you know botanist or whatever the fuck like don't just act like because i don't have a accent i'm stupid or some shit so i do understand there's some like cultural i don't know shit between us that is always gonna be at play 
um so that's a big part of it um so the uh, and then the other part is i think we talked about this uh um when we talked about the lovey shit on the show about tevin campbell and all that mm-hmm. so she's friends with lovey and then she was trying to like defend lovey during that whole lovey versus right mm-hmm. and so people was pulling mm-hmm. up you jump off that. the boat baby i love you but i'm jumping off this ship you right. sinking on your own people was pulling that up like see she she don't like black people from america when you know my personal opinion she was trying to go up for her friend which you know pretty much always a bad idea on the internet but still she was trying to go up for her friend yeah we just have to have private conversations you're gonna have to hit me on the what's up app because i'm not (laughs) i'm not defending your black ass online girl i'm trying to tell y'all you know people i'm cool with i'm telling you right now don't look for my black ass that but i can't been online for 12 hours just the fuck she has i like that karen just invented because she meant to say the what what's (laughs) app which is uh which is an app for that people use to chat karen said the what's up right. app. oh that's not the name of it oh lord <laughs> but but I, but hold up but i feel like that's better i feel like black people need a what's app that's specifically for black people called the what's up app i always thought that was the name of the app the what's up app Shit. nah no it's just what's app but oh i'm old i'm saying what's what's but the hey, but, but look though the what's up app is better i wish somebody should invent the what's up app we just just for us it's like it's like fubu it's just for us right you know they're gonna be trying to sneak in you know right you have to confirm we're gonna have to confirm every activation in person like like no no online act like you need to come to the what's up offices have your blackness confirmed and then you can use the app <laughs> right like, i always thought that was what it was niggas be like i'm on the what's up app i was like oh that's what y'all doing now i don't be keeping up with the kids oh my god <laughs> all right back kids on the that is hysterical <laughs> <laughs> so uh hey, it's a 50 i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh, my bad are you still doing it are you still oh, no, uh, i was gonna read the article but go ahead go ahead okay all right all right i'll read it um how many of you were shocked when you found out that idris elba was british even at the known we still identify him as a black actor so when the divide happened between african-american actors and black british actors last year samuel jackson accused black british actors of taking roles from african-american counterparts when daniel kaluuya started and get out this time cynthia revo is getting criticized by a commenta- commentator on instagram for her role as harriet tubman in the biopic harriet why do you brits come to the u.s and take roles that should be reserved for african-americans how would you feel if we went to your country and snagged all the acting roles why can't you people create your own movies and roles in the uk we paid the way for yourselves here and you people come and take shots we worked hard for arivo wasn't going to let that slide and responded back directly actors are free to go where they please for their work but i dare you to do that fully as a black woman in the uk if i see it i applaud it she wrote that was what was for someone else was never mine in the first place please believe that i have turned down roles i know i have no business plan this role is not one of them in another post she continued if you met me in the street and hadn't heard me speak would you know i was british or would you simply see a black woman uh producers deborah martin chase and daniela taplin ludberg said this is the story of a seemingly powerless woman who accomplished the extraordinary to save her loved ones and in the process became a leader of and an inspiration to her people 
while harriet tubman is a household name most people don't know the breadth of her story not only was she a conductor on the underground railroad but she was a spy for the union army and remains one of the few women that have led an armed expedition in the u.s history and they still didn't want to pay her i don't want to talk about that uh, according to essence arrivo is set to begin filming the biopic next month in virginia uh all right what what do you think about it um hadia um so i have a couple of views first of all i don't know what russian operative that was on instagram saying you people but that i feel like that was some real other shit going on <laughs> you people <laughs> no we need a full investigation black people saying you people to other black people get the fuck no that is no that is absolutely unacceptable i want that fucking account I want that shit banned immediately. Um, but I, I, I'm like, I don't even want to say 50. I'm going to just say, well, maybe 75. Because there's a part of me that feels like there's certain roles that of historical black Americans, especially when it comes to slavery and shit like that, I feel like they bring another level of passion. And I felt like I heard that quote as well. But it's just like, it's more embedded in us. You know how they say the trauma from slavery is in our DNA? I feel like when you're in a role like that, it's gonna, you're gonna be able to bring so much more out of it because you got shit passed down, down, down from great grandma, grandma, your blacksmith ass, great, great uncle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where you'll feel them wets on your back type shit. You know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, this woman could absolutely play Harry Tubman. Hell, I'd rather her than Zoe Saldana. Shit. You know, she probably was right there. Like, <laughs> I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at least she she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like 90, 93. I know I can't. I, <laughs> I stepped out of the rules. It's a 93. That's it. 93. <laughs> All right. What about you, Karen? How you feel? Oh, uh, 100 for the writer. Uh, because the thing is, this, which, which writer? The, whoever wrote that, you people foolishness. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, because my thing is this, when it comes to acting, uh, and to put it like this, in America, you black. You know, I don't care what you, what kind of British accent, I don't care what you, you or you're black over here. And the thing is, a lot of them, travel over here for jobs because sometimes they can't get roles like that over there and that's something that over here american people take for granted uh that uh, the 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 majority of roles are very vast over there not not that they're not but i don't have a problem with her playing the role as long as she's black as long as you ain't got black widow pulling her ass up here playing the role i don't care in my opinion you know like like for me she dark skinned it i'm cool you ain't got to paint her up you ain't got to 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 to, to dip in chocolate to make her darker you ain't got to redo her nose she can fit the role i am cool with that like you know and the thing about it the the you people thing is the hundred for me mm-hmm. because you calling her you people she i like me and her on the same page with that you people mean all the niggas we we don't care what 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 boat you came on the plane you flew on. She still sees that role as a nigga role. You, I mean, in my in my opinion, you know what I'm saying. So don't get out of here. I mean, I know it's a black one, but stuff like that just makes me it makes me mad because it's like, well then if she actually went out for the role and they picked her for the role, 
i don't see a problem past that point yeah it's interesting in a few angles because one when it comes to being an actor or actress it's not like you fucking know you're gonna get the role right like they always treat it like that after the fact like why you why why did you take this role it's like nigga audition with a hundred other black women and they called me back i was i was excited as fuck i said yes um, hungry. Right, I'm like, hungry. like this, this, this isn't the same optics as like a Scarlett Johansson who literally can pick her next role. Right, like sometimes white people do this, and you're like, nigga, you can do anything. Like you, like you are goddamn lie talking about I wasn't gonna eat if I didn't take this Japanese role. Like, no, the fuck you was, you were gonna be fine, ScarJo. Okay, but like with black actors and actresses, I don't know that it's that simple. Um, so one i don't know that she sought out and knew like i'm getting this fucking role she mm-hmm. might have tried out with several other people and didn't get it uh who didn't get it right um the other thing that's kind of weird to me about it is there's a whole like sub culture of like black people versus african people on like the internet mm-hmm. and i don't know how big that is or how much that sentiment truly resonates throughout like offline because i don't run i don't run into these conversations offline Mm-mm. you know not to say and not me i pretty much exclusively handle black people but we don't have conversations like i would have seen 12 years a slave but then they put uh the they put that dude that's not from america as a star role and i don't fuck with it like it's it's either a black movie or it's not for a lot of us so there's that angle right. where i don't know how much that like because them niggas go in every day they be banging every, like literally they wake up get out of bed start typing on their typewriter like uh on their computer like uh this was wrong with africans and this was wrong with black people like i stay out of that shit because literally i didn't grow up th- from that and i didn't come from that so leave me the fuck alone um then there's the other angle which i think does deserve some determine uh deserve some uh examination which is industry-wise what does this affect on black actors from america i do wonder that because if it is like every time a prominent role comes up involving some black history type shit if they are always getting or not or just some black racism shit if they are always seeming to get british actors then is that fucking up people's prospects from america like is this a role where like i go out for the lead and get out and they like nigga you don't even have a chance like we are going to get a black british person because they work for less money and we feel they're better trained than american actors that are black because that could be some type of anti-black specific bias against black americans and i don't know all the inner workings of that you see what i'm saying so i can't i'm not saying that that is the issue but if i worked in that industry i can i might wonder if that's the issue if i look up like i said 12 years a slave get out this movie um and i'm going when a nigga's gonna get these roles you know what i'm saying from here and that goes back into that's not their fault that's when you need right. to look at the industry right you know like my, my thing it's, it's my, ridiculous to think you can prosecute this on an individual level it's right and that's that's the problem i yeah. have it's like but it gives people a person to harass on the internet which is all you need right like the, you can find that one person and harass them which i think is always stupid you know i remember when people got mad that leslie jones got cast in ghostbusters because they wanted a different type of black woman i was like how the fuck would that be Leslie's fault like if y'all gonna harass somebody harass paul feig or whatever the fuck uh not that i even necessarily agree with y'all but if you got a problem it definitely ain't her Mm-mm. like fuck she supposed to do not take the road because you don't feel good because right. she ain't curly haired enough fuck you so it's kind of right. that it's kind of that thing where like 
if this is a systemic problem i don't think attacking individual black actors is necessarily going to fix anything Mm -mm. um and then and then of course there's the final thing which is why ultimately i'm gonna end up giving this a zero i have been waiting on a harry tubman move my entire fucking life i don't care sorry to be a bad (laughs) black you know what i mean like sorry not to not to carry the torch for the diaspora wars on this shit i don't give a fuck i hope they come out with six harry tubman movies next year i will see all six in the theater that's my nigga that is legitimately the probably the most heroic figure we have had in american history is harry tubman so yeah i'm gonna go see it because i've never seen her story on screen before you know what i mean like i want to see her punk ass husband that doing gonna come with her Mm-hmm. i want to see mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to see her i want to see her leading them troops i want to see her spy missions mm-hmm, i want to see that shotgun i want to see her threaten some nigga that talk mom coming back i'm going back mm-hmm. yeah. i want to i want to see her giving speeches as an abolitionist uh i want to see when she got cheated out her money uh i want to see when she got scammed when she was older like because white like that's the part they don't like talking about with harriet how we lionized her in, in death and shit but when she was old she was still alive and them motherfuckers was like uh so you know that check for serving in the army we're not even gonna write it uh, thanks for your service though we would have lost the war without you but uh i hope you ain't expect to come up no coins i hope you ain't expect no no dividends for this so yeah i actually do want to see all this shit so um ultimately selfishly i'm gonna give it a zero because uh she looked like she could do harriet tubman and that's all i care about yeah she does well let me, let me adjust mine because now that i'm thinking about it i said 93 so nine if i said 93 that means i'm 93 percent mad right mm-hmm. yeah okay so i'm, I'm more like seven percent mad oh okay i see what you're saying yeah like boom. So, okay but yeah, yeah. on that like the thing is is that the more we separate ourselves the, the weaker we, our numbers are like i said we only 13 percent of this country so if you got some brown then you Come on over here. Right. Let's 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 build our numbers up. The more we divide ourselves, is the easier for us to be infiltrated. I mean, the less power we have. So and it's go ahead, girl. Don't well, fuck it up. It's That's interesting all. too because people definitely claim the black British people when they want to. Come on. And the black African yeah. people when they want to. Like when they win an awards or when they get nominated for something or if they're in a TV show and they do a great job. You know, people are immediately like, oh yeah, I love them. You know, I can't remember how many fucking people love that chewing gum show. You know what I mean? Like they was going all up for chewing gum as black people. Like finally a black woman, she a comedian, she this, that and the other but are we saying that if that same black woman got cast for a role in an american story we would be like well fuck michaela cole now like that's too far from me that's too far from me my personal the way my personal shit is set up i can't be that kind of person i'll let other people do that and if they gain traction with that i guess more power to them but i can't really imagine those kind of people gaining traction with that and what are y'all gonna do if a black british person gets in position of power to tell stories and they cast black american actors for a british story are we gonna are we really gonna be upset right when they yeah. complain about hey why y'all gonna know he getting these americans to play our stories right I, i'm just wondering i don't know i'm assuming it happens we just don't hear about it as much over here because we over here but correct i know when uh what's that nigga that made gorilla uh fuck john uh he co-wrote 12 years a slave uh or co-produced oh, that movie i forget his name it's john ridley something. john ridley he went over there and fucked up that that series about black p- 
people in britain that are uh yeah black british people that were like revolutionaries he fucked it up he ra- yeah. he race bent the um the actress that was playing like the love interest into like a a non-black woman even though that's not what happened in real life and he said he did it because he's married to a non-black woman and he doesn't get to see his love story on screen it's like why would another you pick story a, why would you pick real history to start playing with like that right but yeah. i don't remember yeah. the outrage from us like that like on some you can't play this role you can't you can't direct this shit you know what i'm saying and even when the people got mad over there they got mad after he fucked it up they didn't get mad when he got announced for doing the series they waited till he fucked up and was like so why did you do that i could understand that if i go watch tubman or harriet whatever they name it and she's trash then i'll be like yeah she fucked up uh this i guess y'all was right she shouldn't have got this role but i don't know just her getting it is not enough to make me mad i'm sorry yeah, no, I agree. And the thing is, is that we also got to realize that the more roles we get, the more entertainment that we're able to put out and the more opportunities it broadens across the board. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's like, yes, a, a black American actress didn't get this one, but this movie blow up. Then it's, then they're doing this story. They want to do right. the journal of truth story. They want to do this. They want to do Ida B. Wells and not that is opening the door for all that chick is not going to be able to play all the roles right. you know what I mean exactly. so there's going to be other roles in it it just may not and look it's a part of, it's on the diaspora it's right. fine and I know Viola Davis I think is either directing or starring in a Harriet movie too so uh, I think that one's going straight to HBO so um everybody can wait on that if they that mad you know what I mean I'm watching them both I'm just letting niggas know right now <laughs> You can put Harry, <laughs> you can make up a Harriet Tubman movie and I'm gonna be right in the front. Like, it's the future. Harriet Tubman is fighting aliens in space. I'm gonna be like, yep, nigga, we going to see Harriet Tubman versus aliens versus predators. Let's fucking do this shit. That's like, that is my icon. Everybody up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Harriet right. <laughs> versus zombies. Right. That's funny. Right. That would be kind of dope though. Yeah, right hey i mean didn't we have abraham lincoln vampire hunter we did like we can't have and me and ha- you went to go watch that bullshit we can't have harriet tubman Zo- we can't have harriet tubman zombie hunter it was not good oh no nah, that movie was not good nah that abraham lincoln movie i'm not I went to an actual theater to see that shit oh yeah I you, mean, you yeah. couldn't tell me wasn't good from the preview um well you know what it is man i like a good bad movie if it's done right sometimes it's a, it's a better theater experience to see a bad movie in the theater than at home like yeah. that like nothing like i can't imagine these like these people that's watching acrimony the tyler perry movie at home it's not the same experience what the fuck were you thinking like they keep writing these like i'll see every once in a while somebody write a facebook post oh y'all like these movies i saw this terrible acrimony movie at home yeah, your smile last night TV. yeah well i don't care how big a tv is but i saw it last night and it was trash and i'm like yes but i saw that shit with a black uncle and auntie sitting next to me in matching jogging suits <laughs> that was and they were the time clowning the whole movie we was talking out loud we was making jokes yeah. like we knew it was bad and it was fine and that was fun and i wouldn't trade that was probably my that might be my number one movie going experience for 2018 was in a room full of black people on a monday morning tyler had him out there on a monday morning and we was in there making jokes 
that was fun that's better than watching that shit on netflix so yeah that's what i was hoping for abraham lincoln zombie hunter whatever vampire hunter we didn't get i was that. really hoping that it was just gonna be so bad that everybody could clown it and be like oh look at this nigga he fighting vampires but it was it was too yeah. and if you gotta go wear some black you gotta go to a movie that black people actually gonna see mm-hmm. to get that experience as well you know, black people, we like, it's how much to go to the movies? Right. Shit. Right. Like, I would actively pay to go see a bad Tyler Perry movie. Because, right. like you said, you know you're going to be in there having fun, roasting the shit out of everybody. But, yeah, this, bad, one, did, people, yeah, this one didn't happen. And white people just don't do that. Like, and see, the thing is, we go, gonna, we go to the black theater. So, yes, like, so like whenever we go, it's going to be black people. So it's just a matter of is it roastable or not, and there's no way to really know for sure until you get yeah. there. Unfortunately, we got tricked on that one, you know. But we've had other white movies we went to, and, and everybody was in there clowning, and it was kind of it was it was fun still, you know what I mean? But yeah. Well, anyway, uh, let's all right. Let's get to our game, our last game. Uh, it is a game called um, Guess the Race. Mm-hmm. Ready to play a song? Yes. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, Hadia from Black Ass Podcast, to guess the race and the chat room plays along and so does karen and everybody's racist <clears throat> all right guys let's get into some racism uh the first article is walmart shoplifters tried to steal clothes for an upcoming court appearance <laughs> that's right you always stay prepared this happened uh let's see a couple caught stealing clothes from a walmart in wareham massachusetts tuesday night told police that they needed to wear the item to an upcoming court appearance officers responded to the store on toby road for a report of shoplifting incident in progress toby road mm-hmm. it, well it used to be named kunta kente road yeah, i know and then they beat that slave up and down the street so bad they was like we got to name the street after this nigga what's the name of this road toby um that, so it happened around 10 p.m they encountered 25 year old heather murphy and 33 year old jason willoughby just as they were leaving the store <laughs> murphy allegedly opened a handbag that she was holding handing over clothes that she had attempted to steal and told officers she needed to wear them in court wednesday willoughby was found with shoes stuffed in his pants waistline and other stolen items were discovered in his car murphy and willoughby were both arrested on shoplifting charges the couple is slated to be arraigned wednesday guess the race karen white all right what about you adia oh they white all right there was too many clues massachusetts the name a walmart they was white let's check the chat room and see what they believe almost got me white walmart white (laughs) the greatest value of all free unless you get caught white white wallet world white should have scanned it at banana at as a banana itself checkout white Duh. white out white attention walmart shoppers white white nonsense their method their method was white 
the correct <laughs> was all white i'm sorry the correct answer is and it looks like everyone guessed the same thing and you all got it correct white <laughs> good job everyone congratulations and uh their picture should be up in the chat now oh yep that's them Mm. yeah they do mm. look like they was a little methy mm. yeah he ain't comb his, his swoosh over he got a lot going on at the yeah he's head. got a hair situation i mean mm. see that's what happened when you're 33 yeah, like hair no hair hair but no hair just hair. Cut, cut it off baby cut he it got off. that trump hair thing going um but see that's what happened when you're 30 yeah. you're 33 dating a 25 yo you're trying to keep up you know so he can't cut it all off yeah he is uh, losing. He needs to let it go for real. Yes. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. A prisoner kills his cellmate and then heads to the chow hall with the victim's ear on a necklace. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he white. Okay. All right. Um, I will. Uh, I'll read the story. But uh, here we go. Go no, ahead. no, no! You can, you, you can now. You can your guess. guess doesn't count until the end, but you can guess early if you want. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's not a problem. Okay. An inmate at, okay. Co- at Columbia Correctional Institution Annex was able to strangle and mutilate his cellmate, gouge out his eyeballs, wrap his blood-soaked body in a sheet, and walk into the prison chow hall wearing the dead inmate's ear strung around his neck before officers learned anything was amiss. Wow. I guess, yeah. I guess he wanted them to hear him out. All right, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I guess his cell, I guess his cellmate didn't see the point. What? Because he got his eyes guy. Oh, out. that's true. That's true. That's true. I guess he gave him. He gave him an earful. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, D? I'm sorry, you got cut off. I know I was trying to come up with something, but I'm still stuck. <laughs> I'm still stuck. On what the fuck he? Do? What the fuck he made necklace out of? So I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm fucked up right now. The murder happened Thursday morning, hours before an apparently unrelated gang melee erupted in another building on the compound. Oh shit located in lake city 50 miles west in jacksonville in that disturbance two gangs the bloods and the cutthroats began oh. stabbing each other with knives in a clash over smuggled contraband Not only one throats i've mm-hmm. never heard of this group their gang in the jail only one officer was in the control room responsible for supervising scores of inmates at the time it happened in g dorm on the main building one of the sources said yeah of course only one officer was there because uh cut down on cost they don't care about those inmates Mm-mm. thursday's murder happened in the prison's annex a building separate from separate from the main building where the armed battle took place later in the day the source says the annex and the main building are run as two distinct prisons but they are part of the same compound with a capacity of three thousand inmates columbia houses some of the most violent inmates in the state 
a spokesman for the department of corrections identified the slain inmate larry mark 58 mark was serving a life sentence for a murder he committed in broward county in 1981 according to his prison record when mark was 20 he and a co-defendant held a cab then crushed the driver's skull by bludgeoning him repeatedly with a heavy object the fruits of that crime were 35 dollars and a wedding ring wow the department confirmed that marks next to ken had been notified however neither fdc nor the florida department of law enforcement law enforcement which is investigating the murder would provide further details or confirm the circumstances of the killing they also would not provide the name of the attacker well then how did they get this picture at the top oh okay so this is the dead man okay so we guessing the race of the dude who got killed okay two of the prison sources said the cellmate became angry at mark for pestering him after strangling him he cut off his ear and gouged out his eyeballs three sources confirmed he put the ear on a string around his neck showing it off to several inmates before morning breakfast in the chow hall showing it off shit he was up before the crack of dawn right was he walking around can't hear me now can you hear me now i know i know i had his eyeball did you see me coming did you see me right (laughs) say it in my ear say it in my ear uh let me tell you a secret look at me now look at me now uh he left the eyeballs in a cup in the cell oh and told the other prisoners that he intended to either eat or drink them later oh wow he ain't gonna put them on ice Mm -mm. i mean i guess they were on they were on ice oh ice ice. (laughs) i like to drink my pepsi on eyes it's not it's not um it's not clear why corrections officers failed to notice that one inmate was missing uh because they don't keep a track of people yeah there were unconfirmed reports that the killer had recently been transferred to columbia from florida state prison where he had been on death row often inmates who have violent histories are considered to be a threat to other inmates are housed separately from the rest of the population a corrections officer who did not witness either incident but was close to the individual evolved close to those involved in uh in the investigation said the officers on the compound are rattled by the explosion of violence and that they've been struggling to control with limited resources and short staffing he described dorm staff by a single officer responsible for supervising hundreds of inmates many of them gang members under the influence of the powerful drug k2 or synthetic marijuana which is being smuggled or dropped into prison sometimes by drones jesus holy shit this we done nice. got fancy yeah. anyway guess the race of the dead person karen black karen's going black for larry mark what about you hadia um uh, yeah I, I think he white i think the dead dude is white all right let's check the chat room see what they believe um uh <laughs> hear no evil see no evil white black eyes please oh Aww hello crazy are you there is me crazy ass nigga black the killer is probably white but i'm guessing the victim is black white on white crime jeffrey dahmer white hannibal lecter white black black white biology student black black larry is a nigga sounds uh all right karen said black hadia said white the correct answer is larry was black karen you got it right Up. what the fuck yeah, oh, he was old he was a pop pop mm-hmm. he was old and of course uh uh hadia I hadia and everybody else got it wrong so i 
I know the audience. Kinda... I got one right. Y'all, y'all gonna boo me? Okay, that's what's up. I the audience kind of rough. They have no, they have no heart. They, if we try to keep them calm. Uh, yeah, no. they, they really tear your eyes out. <laughs> they will tear your eyes out. All right, let's go to the next. <laughs> let's go to the next. Let's go to the bonus Wait, round. Who was the killer? They didn't show, they didn't show no, the killer. No, they didn't even say what the killer's name was for some reason. So they didn't even. There's no that information. Yeah, I think he was white. I feel like he was white too. Me too. All right, let's go yeah. to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and a bonus round against the race. So far, Hadia is one and one, and Karen is two and oh. Can you believe that? What will happen in the bonus round? All right. This one's for all the marbles. All of them. Three Pennsylvania men are facing more than 1,400 counts of allegedly having sex with dogs, horses, cow, and goat. 1,400. 1,400. Why was this an animal gang bang? What the hell is happening here? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, three Pennsylvania men are facing more than 1,400 counts. In addition to the 1,460 counts of sexual intercourse with animals, 41-year-old Terry Wallace, 34-year-old Mike Misnikoff, and 32-year-old Matthew Brubaker are also facing charges of cruelty to animals endangering and endangering the welfare of children and corruption of minors what yeah what are they doing this one of the kids what what the kids fucking animals <laughs> i don't know uh, i was just say a 16 year old boy living near the makeshift farm uh on mouse lane in munson pennsylvania with the three men told state police that they were all having sex with animals uh the, all the men were the animals included dogs horses a cow and a goat uh the teenager told police the men used special design v-shaped pen to facilitate the sexual contract uh a v-shaped pen you know what? i don't want to know how that works no gonna, you don't no yeah Mm-mm-mm-mm. that's better i don't that's know. a rabbit hole you probably don't want to go down right authorities served a search warrant to on the property and took wallace misnikoff uh, and brubacher into custody my question is how do three people like that meet you know what i'm saying on animalsfuck.com <laughs> where else are you gonna meet these people at don't make no sense i'm about to leave i'm about to go karen you just you take it i can't i'm not it's not like the equivalent to black people meet but with bestiality i mean what else is you what else is the back signal going up for this (laughs) how how do you find these people online this don't make no sense to me what is happening here they just swipe they just swiping left and right on dogs and shit i know but mm, that one too furry Mm -mm. don't like the hooves Mm -mm. is tail too curly what the hell is this back page the dogs that is some raggedy ass shit yo i can't yeah all right back to the article i don't even uh <laughs> while searching the property authorities found a large volume of homemade videos recording equipment oh! and cameras oh so we were doing porn they were sharing it with the world yes 
teenage the teenagers has been taken in protective custody state police and the society of prevention of cruelty to animals are in the process of securing the appropriate places of the animals the investigation is ongoing preliminary hearings for the three men are scheduled on wednesday yo how the fuck can that um kid know that it's wrong but that his guardians didn't that's so wild because they was uploading online probably making money they didn't care true as well as you know sexually right. having fun with animals cool. you sure you don't want none of this that's they probably was like you can't right. have you can't have none you know you only they 16 probably, they probably made that boy fuck one of the animals just to ensure that he wasn't gonna say shit you know I'm dead ass they probably whoa 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 Hadia hold up now listen they're animal fuckers they're not they're not savages okay I don't uh, they would never they would never go that far come on that's against the law <laughs> they would never yeah okay uh, see see you know what I'm saying see uh, see all they were doing was bringing home the bacon and they're getting criticized <laughs> yeah. they probably like we were in love we all we, we all were in a relationship I'm sure they talked about that shit like they all the animals wanted it. They enjoyed it. I'm sure that's a defense. I'm positive that's their defense. I mean, he oinked and looked at me. How was I supposed to say no? What? Um, what was I supposed to do? Guess the race, Karen. Everybody white. All right. Hadil? <laughs> First of all, they were fucking dogs and they didn't get murdered. They white. Come on. All right. Let's check the chat room see what they believe <laughs> um honky tonk barn bangers white for the bathroom ban and the wall but this but this is fine white uh bang bros white it did a bunch of animal emojis the animals were asking for it being naked and all white <laughs> bbd big booty dogs volume five <laughs> My sister wasn't home, but her dog was white. White. And on this farm, he had some loot. 4-H oh. white. They had, they pink pig white. White and they need therapy. White people. White, all them white. Go fuck, go fuck a goat. We already did white. White. Oh. Uh, and bang in the barn, bros. White. The correct answer is everyone gets the same thing. Everyone is correct. White. <laughs> oh my god if you would have said these were black people i was gonna delete my podcast i was gonna straight i was gonna <laughs> pull the ripcord away from black people i was gonna pull a straight up like i don't know black people no more like, i don't know i don't know yeah. my people all of right, right like I, I'm not black no more. Like I'm gonna need a right. break. I need I need some space for black people. And and I forgot. Yeah. Uh, they look. They put a smile about a good point. Who had the count? The count? Yeah. yeah like like fourteen hundred so, counts. I mean, but they probably was on. It's probably video evidence. The question is, what police officer had to watch that shit? Right. And 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 that's very funny. How could you identify the animals? What do you mean? Like because that you a pig is a pig. Because you be like that's what well, they. Sterling, I mean, they they that's it was Bob. The it was the pigs on their farm it was the animals they had oh okay yeah but yeah i, I mean i'm assuming that there was some dude that had to watch the video and be like that's you one right. i didn't think about that that's two 
you know all the way up to 1460 yeah. oh shit oh yeah yeah but think about the other people that they probably had coming by the house because you're not doing no shit like this and don't nobody else know about it mm-hmm. i bet you they had some other neighbors some other friends some other people that they cool with that was coming by like how much for some pig pussy and they was paying for it. come on yeah. It That's wasn't. It, it wasn't even against the law in some states until like a couple of years ago. Man, so. it still ain't against the law in all states. Right? Maybe they thought they just had their states mixed up. I don't know. All right, last thing. <laughs> Sorry, <Sword laughs> <Rachel. laughs> your face. <laughs> Longest intro sound ever. that's right it's time for sword ratchetness in this segment we talk about swords and how they are out of control and we need regulation and sensible sword laws Mm -hmm. everyone talks about guns and gun control but we don't even have swords under control in this country yet Mm -hmm. or most of the world and that's why we bring up and highlight these articles because people are out there killing each other with swords and no one's doing anything about it Mm mm-hmm <clears throat> a schoolboy 17 was mur- he murdered his stepmom with an axe and a samurai sword after watching violent videos on the internet oh yes let's blame the videos that's what made him do it nope it wasn't that darn hip-hop this time or was it that he had a oh, fucking sword and he's 17 he shouldn't have access to a sword and axe was anyone thinking about that Mm-mm. uh he killed his animal loving stepmom with a samurai sword after luring her into a trap by claiming he had found an injured cat uh what mm-hmm sick reuben braywaith 17 used an axe to attack fiona scourfield 54 as she stepped outside her home before cutting her throat with a japanese ornamental weapon Ooh, uh, no such thing as an ornamental sword guys no they all cut that's not how that works Mm-mm. you can have an ornamental gun you can take out the firing piston and literally that gun is only there for art if a fucking sword is an ornament it's also still what a sword and sharp duh miss scourfield who devoted her life to looking at the children and animals had her jugular vein severed in a horrific attack oh he then took two photographs of his victim laying in a pool of blood which, <gasps> he, post, which he wanted to post online swansea crown wow. court heard that he had been extreme viewing extreme violence online for a year before the murder and he was hooked on a website called 4chan all oh, those trolls the horrific image uh included actual footage of beheadings and mass killings braithwaite told a 999 operator because that's what they have over there okay his motive for attack was that he was unhappy with his life and wanted to be arrested he's well they could go like that's white hit a parked car what the fuck white people are like my life ain't right let me go fuck some shit up he said he was too scared to commit suicide the court heard he planned but you took her life the court heard Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure we don't have to guess the race on this the court the court heard he planned to murder the night before as he was laying in bed after his arrest he told police i wanted to kill her without the stress i wanted her dead so i could have a life but i didn't want to kill her in a psychotic way Ah! 
he helped his stepmother look at the 32 animals at her log cabin standing in a 16 acre of the welsh countryside the court heard march 6th was a normal day the teenager had come home from school to feed the chickens and goats as usual prosecutor john hipkin said the boy said after feeding the animals he went outside and grabbed an axe from a workshop he went back inside and took the samurai sword from under a bed he said i told fiona that the cat was outside and it was injured when she stepped outside the door i hit her with the axe that was the crack of the bone and blood was coming out i could see her brain i used the samurai sword to slice her neck oh after the blood stopped flowing i used my mobile phone to call the police officers found him wandering across a lane along a lane outside broadmoor farm near someplace go uh, all the way to the jail all up underneath it whatever the jail y'all got he told the police i got blood on my hands you really do yep um uh, so yeah he ended up um going to jail um for uh for this uh because he killed a, a unsuspected woman with a sword that he should have never had hands on so right yeah guys if you got loved ones and there's swords around get rid of the swords telling you right now there's nothing good comes to these stories throw them out your house you think it's cool because they like anime or they went to some comic con get the get that shit out your fucking house man yeah we've been to the cons they sell them and them shits is heavy you might be looking at your murder weapon you don't even know <laughs> come on you know um all right hadia thank you so much thank for coming you, on the show baby. with us we really enjoyed you yes we did thanks for having me good time yep go check out black ass podcast um and then Hadia, is there anything that you got going on, on in the area anything any- you're going up people can go see you uh come out and watch you do stand-up yeah. anything yes so on wednesday i'm doing the kurt douglas theater i, I was calling it the kurt franklin theater for like two weeks but it's the <laughs> kurt douglas theater um and there's a comedy show after the play that's very popular right now called school girls so they're doing a um a dope lineup of comedians after the play so come down you'll see the play come see the comedy show um saturday i'm at this place called the virgil i'm doing a show called witch hunt and i and i'm doing another show go to my website hrcomedy.com the schedule page it has all i told you i haven't smoked all my memories i don't know what the (laughs) hell is going on but hrcomedy.com go to my website my schedule is up there it shows everywhere i'm going to be and anything that i have coming up most often is there first and make sure also follow her on twitter she's at hadia um which i mean what a get man you got that right away i guess because i feel like i know a lot of ideas yeah the other hadia was mad the other hadia was mad as hell so make sure y'all <laughs> make sure y'all follow her there as well um so we'll talk to y'all later and until next time i love you wait a minute before we go oh wait before we go yes uh for those of you coming to the live show if you're vip mm. five o'clock we just yeah. let you know be that five yeah o'clock. get there at five uh we'll probably start signing stuff around five thirty and taking pictures with everybody and then we'll wrap that up around 6 30 or so mm-hmm. and then we're gonna head backstage and all that stuff so yeah if you're vip you want to get there early for your signing your pictures if you're into that thing mm-hmm. uh, we got posters and stuff yes uh show up uh early yeah and, and also for those of you that <laughs> want to bring gifts if you're vip we're going to take them doing the vip if you're not vip uh leave them at the uh desk where you check in they're prepared to uh put your gifts to the side and we we, we will receive them just to let people know i know because some people said that they would possibly was going to uh 
bring gifts so we just let you know that uh, if you are bringing gifts we are accepting them but if it's spider-man for ps4 or a playstation 4 don't even waste your time because that game looks like it's trash you, you better bring and it i definitely don't want it i, I want it if you give it to me in gift wrapping i don't I, care i want it i will be swinging spider-man and killing them because i don't know how to play but i will have a good time uh, I, I saw, fucking spider-man up i saw a screenshot today of spider-man he was selling drugs at the back of a car in that video game it's just i don't know mm-hmm. what's going on over there but you guys have besmirched a good thing over there with mm-hmm. playstation y'all ruined a you, good person you and your four cards i don't know why you be lying all right guys we'll talk to y'all tomorrow until then i love you i love you too